0: Good evening. We are learning the uh, last of the chavs. We're starting about 15 lines or so, two thirds of the way down on Kavchas Amud Beis. Just for some structure, if you flip back a page to Kavchas Menalef, you'll see that we're learning a new Mishnah. And this new Mishnah is very, very simple. By a, a Nahri, um, there's no Isser of Chametz Sha'avar Lava Pesach. What is Chametz Sha'avar Lava Pesach? Chametz Shavar Lava Pesach is a Chametz that was never sold properly. It was owned over Pesach. So by a Goy, we don't care. It's a Goy. He doesn't have a mitzvah to do to do Tashbisu, to destroy the Chametz. So then, by definition, there's no Isser Hana afterwards. There's no, there's no isr of Chametz Shavar Levah Pesach. Masha'in Cain says the conclusion of the Mishnah that it's not true by a Jew. By a Jew, there's going to be an isr Hana of Chametz um, Shavar Lava Pesach. We are in the midst of a Brysa. And what the Bryce is going to be doing, as we will see in the very last line of Kabhasam-Beis, the Mishnah is going the, the Bryce is going to show us that our Mishnah and Bryce don't agree with one another. And then we're going to try to navigate that over the next uh blot until we get to the very last word, which is where we will end the Mir Hashem on the bottom of Khab Beis. Let's get started. We're starting we're starting with Amar Mar, again about two-thirds of the way down. Khabhas Samud Beis, Amar Mar. Uminayan, shoe over below sase from where do we know? That a person who eats Chametz after the sixth hour on Arab Pesach on the 14th of Nisan will violate a lo saase, one of the laven in the Torah. Amar <speaking> lo <in> sochal lov Chametz, you're not allowed to eat any Chametz. Amr lo Rabshimen says back to him, what are you talking about? We already have a Pasuk that says that. <speaking in Hebrew> Can you really say that? <speaking in Hebrew> we have another Pasuk that indicates that there's more going on than you seem to be saying. You quoted one Pasuk, but there's another Pasuk that seems to have the same exact message. And the Pasuk reads, <speaking in Hebrew> So what do you, you have two Psukim. You're quoting one Pasuk with so much confidence, there's another Pasuk that has the same exact message. Rabbi Yehuda Shabbir Kamalei It's a great kasha that Rabbi Yehuda mm-hmm. uh, that you, Rabbi Huda was asked by Rabbi Shimon. Answers Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, how would you answer? No, there's two psukim You're right. One is for the purpose, says Rabbi Yehuda, that I meant, which is to teach you the isra Achila before uh, Yantif, but after the sixth hour. But the other pasuk is Hahu Lakovo chova afilu bizman hazehu deasa. very critical, essential gemara, imperative to our current halachic um, understanding, which is that we still have a chiyuv to eat matzah today, we still have a chiyuv to be to chametz today, the halachos of yesterday apply to today as well. And it, remember, the bisman hazehu da'asa, that applied, they were saying this 2,000 years ago already, they were by the korban already, like, well, how does it work? You can't bring a korban. They, they had to ask the shaila. Oh, there's no korban Pesach. Do we have to eat matzah? Do we have to eat maror? We know Pesach matzah mar, famous part of the Haggadah called Amar Elu. Fine, but uh, unbelievably, the Gemara is saying like, well, hold on a second. Is there a chiyuv of matzah after the korban when well, we can't bring a korban Pesach? So the Gemara says in the name of Reb Yehuda, that second pasuk teaches us that Afilu Bizman also, We still have a chiyuv in modern era, post korban. But Shimon, where do you learn that from? If Reb Yehuda is right. That those two pesukim are used for those purposes. Where do you learn that from? So he says, Where would he learn that we have a chiyuv today? So he says, from another pasuk mi That on the night you shall eat, and that pasuk doesn't say only when there's a korban pesach. So the way Reb Shimon understands is that we still have a we still have a chiyuv today for matzah, and we know that from Good. So says the Gemara. Well, if that's true, then what does Reb to do with that pasuk? Because if that Pesach could, te- could have taught us what Rabbi Yehuda thought it meant before with a different Pesach, then why both took him? The Rabbi Yehuda, eight lines from the bottom. What do we do with the words? Mi says the Gemara. Mi What if you have a person who happens to be Tamei when it comes time to bring the, the, the Korban Pesach? Nebuch, what can he do? Onis Rachman Apatre. He's not Tamei for bad reasons. He just became Tamei. It's just what it is. He didn't do anything wrong. Or a case, He got stuck on a boat somewhere. And he can't do the mitzvah of Korban Pesach. So that's what the Pasuk teaches you. What might I have thought? Since he's not going to eat the Korban Pesach because he's a Tamei or because he's been there Choka, he's stuck on a boat in the middle of the ocean and he can't bring the Korban Pesach. I might have thought that you don't do the other mitzvahs hayom of the matzah and of the maror mashmalan that you do, you still, in fact, have a strong chiyuv, a perfect chiyuv, a mitzvah daraisa to eat matzah on the night of the fifteenth of Nissan, even without a korban Pesach. Very, very, very important gemara, and of course, obviously halacha <laughs> maisa, It's a mitzvah daraisa to do this, and that's why the Rav of Aushul, who is uh, very uh, food sensitive, he has to find a very unique way to eat. If it was a mitzvah derabbanan, let's say shalashudis, it's a mitzvah So so if it's a mitzvah der and you have tremendous food sensitivities, okay, then you can miss it. It's not the end of the world. But when you have a mitzvah to and I know Rabbi Robinson told me it's very expensive to get matzah that he can tolerate. And afal Piken, it's still not Kishmak, but Ad Hechan, what is, I'll just ask it in halachic terms, how far does someone have to go to fulfill a mitzvah der well, I don't know the answer to that question in full as it relates to the scenario of eating uh, the $70 a pound oat matzah that he eats. I don't know. But what I do know is that it's much further than a dinder um, I don't fast on fast days because I get migraines around the clock if I don't eat 24 hours a day. I eat, take medication, dry swallow on, uh, on Yom Kippur. But there's a big nafkameen on Yom Kippur. I have to fast. All the other fasts, I don't even try mitzvah do mitzvah So this Gemara has a lot of gravity to it. And it's very important that we remain aware that even though it's true that there's no Korban Pesach, it's not a bidi yeved that we're eating matzah. That's still a mitzvah do separate of the Korban Pesach itself. Four lines, five lines from the bottom, dav kavches, amud beis. So says the Gemara, where do you learn out the din about Tamei and shaheya bederich He says, lo yitzrich krah. That doesn't need a Pasuk. You don't need a Pasuk for that. It's the same as a person who, for whatever halachic reasons, couldn't get a bris. We know, Ladina, that if Rachman al-Litzlan, a person, a woman has uh, three boys in a row, and each baby got a bris and unfortunately passes away, the fourth child is not allowed to have a bris. That's Pasha. It's, uh, it's actually, the, actually, the third child is not allowed to have a bris, because there we, we step up our Chazaka standards even one level, because it's, uh, it's very scary. So that child, the third boy, is not allowed to have a bris. So he remains in RL. Now, he's potter from the mitzvah of brismillah. No one's going to hold a cloud over him for that. He doesn't have a choice. He could die. So fine, totally. We understand. You're not supposed to die for mitzvah saseh. We got it. But he's still precluded from the mitzvah of eating the korban pass so that's what the Gemara is saying here. The low mi If in fact you have an RL, you have someone who was not able to get circumcised, even for the best of reasons, it doesn't make a difference. We see that this is no different. He says, I don't need a special Pasuk to teach me about someone who's a Tamei, someone who's a He's no different than an orel or a Ben Nechar. The Allah is the same. It's obvious that in those cases, we have that Pasuk. It says the Gemara of Yehuda, If it's true that you don't need a Pasuk to teach me these dinim, so then why do you have the psukim? So he says it's not a big deal. We do have psukim in each one. The rishonim will have to spend time. Why? Why? We don't have extra drashas just for fun. Why doesn't the gemara say here Ma'iv Omer or Vetziricha? We should got to get into the learning a little bit. But maybe not. Maybe he clearly felt. Rabbi Yehuda clearly felt that there was a need for sukim. One Pasuk to teach me that by a, an arel and a Ben Nechar that they, they need to know that they can still have a mitzvah of matzah, and as well by our case of a Tameh and a, uh, someone who is Rehok who is far away from bringing the Korban Pesach, that they're all chayav in the mitzvah of matzah. End of scene, this is the end of the brisa. Now, here's where the Gemara is going to show us a contrast. Our Mishnah told us very clearly that by a Nachri, there's no isra hanan chametz shavur l'ava pesach. By a non-Jew, if I was a guy and I had pay and I had chametz, you could instantly eat it the second that the pesach is over, no problem, that's fine. But if I'm a Jew and I didn't sell it properly and it was mamish chametz shavur l'ava pesach, and I violated the isra vayy Rabbi Matze because of my failure to do my, my due diligence. So but then, then there's a trigger. The second Yontif kicks out on the end of Yontif, there's an Isser called chametz Shavar Lava Pesach. And our Mishnah on the bottom of Kavches Muralaf writes that Yisrael Aser Behanan, it quotes a Pasuk, Seor. Fine. Says the Gemara, last line of Kavches, last two lines of Kavches in the base, money must nisen. Who's our Mishnah like? It can't be like Rabbi Yehuda. It can't be like Rabbi Huda Because chametz Stama Ka'amar, Afilu Denachri. Because the Brisa that we have here, not our Mishnah, but our Brisa speaks Stam. It doesn't distinguish between Yisrael and Anachri. It just says chametz. <clears throat> so, so then our Mishnah, which distinguishes between Yisrael and Anachri, can't be Rabbi Huda, because Rabbi Huda doesn't distinguish between Yisrael and Anachri. So Lachora, according to Rabbi huda's basic understanding, the way we're looking at it right now, is that he'd say that the Yisrael of chametz Pesach, applies to any chametz owned by a guy or by a Jew, doesn't make a difference, that went through the, uh, the eight days of Pesach without having been sold properly, without bittel without Bidika. So that's how, Rebbe Yudah cannot be our Mishnah. Next, a uh, last few words on the page. The Ereb Shimon, according to Rib Shimon, Rib Shimon was of the opinion, uh, he says, going to the top of Chav Tesemot Aleph, the nami Kashari. According to Rabbi Shimon, this is actually, if you look at the very top line of Kaf Chesamid Beis, the page that we, we just finished, it says there at the top that um, Rabbi Shimon was of the opinion that there was no Yisr Del Reisah of Chametz Pesach, even for a Jew. So it says the Gemara on the top of Kaf According to Rabbi Shimon, there shouldn't be chametz shavar leva pesach mido reis. It should be muter mido for a person to eat their own chametz. Even if they violated the isser, we have a separate isser. You already violated the isser by Rabbi Matze. You didn't do your job. You forgot to do betel. You forgot to do biur. Fine. So then, then our Mishnah can't be that because our Mishnah says very clearly that there's an isser, seemingly do We spoke about this Rashi on Shabbos, that this Rashi is difficult because it seems from the pasuk. In the Mishnah, that it's Raisa, but Rashi says it's a Knoss. We'll see how we got to that today. So then our Mishnah can't be like Rib Shimon. And our Mishnah as well, the Irib Yossi Haglili, can't be like him either because he does, forget about Pesach. he says there's no Yisra, no, during Pesach, which is the most outlandish sheet of all, from all the ones that we've seen, the biggest Kula. The Irib Yossi Haglili, Afilu Toch Nami Mishra Shari Behano, and therefore, we have a conflict. We don't know who the author is of our Mishnah. Again, our Mishnah says that the Chametz of Anachri, there's no Isra of Chametz Shavar Lava Pesach, and by a Jew, there is an Isra HaNav Chametz Shavar Pesach, but none of the Tanaim that we are familiar with, not Rabbi Huda, not Rabbi Shem, not Rabbi Yosei, none of them fit into our Mishnah. So then, who is the author of our Mishnah? has to be with someone. These are the primary sheets as we've been focused on for the last many dathen. So who is our Mishnah like? The Mishnah on and Alef at the bottom. Who is that Mishnah like? So Gemara is going to present two answers and then spend a long time rejecting the first of those two answers. Here's answer number one, three lines down, Kavches Amaralif. Amar Ravacha Bar Yaakov. Ravacha Bar Yaakov says, Really it's Rav Yehuda. And what did Rav Yehuda say? Rav Yehuda was of the opinion that um, that we do not distinguish between uh, a goy and Israel, that was what we said in the Brysa. So then, how then do we figure out the Brysa? How do we fix the problem? If if our mishnah is mechal between Israel and anachri, and the Brysa is not mechal between Israel and anachri, so then how do we understand Rabbi Huda? Answers the Gemara. There's a comparison between the various types of uh, psukim, the various psukim that speak about sa'or, ma seor dereiya just like in any one pasuk that speaks about, we learned this drasha earlier, that there is an exception to seeing chametz that belongs to other people. So basically, let me explain what the Gemara is doing. It's very simple. What the Gemara is doing is as follows. Our Mishnah says there's a difference in Yisrael and Anachar. The Brysa seems to say in the name of Rabbi Yehuda that there is no difference. Says the Gemara, of course there's a difference. Whenever we say that there's an Yisrael of chametz, by definition, it means that there's a difference between Yisrael and Nahri. It's built into the nature of the Yisrael of chametz. It's how it is. That's what the drasha is. You can't see your own Khametz. No problem. You're allowed to see other people. So how do we explain the stira between our Mishnah and the Brisa to make Rebbe Huda work? The Mishnah is Mechalek between Yisrael and Nahri explicitly. And the Brisa... Is only done so implicitly, but they but they both mean the same thing. They both mean to be mechalab to and Anachri. That is answer number one. The answer of Acha bar Yaakov. And continuing within his answer, he adds in ubedinhu. It's about ten lines down ubedinhu. And really ubedinhu literally means and the logic would be, but the way we would speak colloquially is like. Not only that, but it should also be true. Ubedinu, it should also be the case. It should also be the case that that it's even mutter in, our, in the, in the Brisa by a Goy. Because Rav Huda agrees now to the distinction of Yisrael and Anachri. And by Anachri, forget about it. It's mutter to eat. No problem. You can go to any Goyish store the second Yantip is out and buy Hametz del rice and eat it. No problem. It belongs to a guy. Forget about an israhanah; it should be mutter. So, why does our bryson not speak in the language? Why does our Mishnah not speak in the language of food? Why, by the goy, are you saying that there's no israhanah? Forget the Israana, there's no israachila. So that's what the gemara is saying here in the name of Rav, Rav Bar within the world of Rabbi Yehuda, who really <speaking in the language> really our Mishnah shouldn't have even speak, shouldn't have even been speaking about an israhanah for a nahri. It should have even allowed achila because he's a Nahri. He doesn't have a status of Khamis, Lama, Pesach at all, even according to Rabbi Yehuda. However, but just to keep the Mishnah balanced in poetry, we wanted the beginning to be like the end, and we see this all the time. Because at the end of our Mishnah, we use the language of Hanah, So too, So, in approach number one, we're not done yet. There's still one more piece. But according to Rabbi Yaakov, we've solved the Stira between our Mishnah and the Bresa. It's all Rabbi Yehuda, the, uh, just that our Mishnah is explicit in regards to the distinction between Israel and Anachri. The Mishnah is implicit and the same that by Anachri, there's no Isra, Isra, Achila, or Hana. I, why did our Mishnah say Isra Hana by the Anachri? should have said it's Mutter even by So answers the Gemara just to keep the Gemara, the Mishnah even, and it's easier to remember that way. One more Uvedin, and it also should still be the case. Not only that, but because he's a Nahri, it should even be Mutter Behana during should even if you don't own it, you can't, you can't own it, but you can have hana from it in one way or another, so however that works out, but still, says the Gemara, why doesn't our Mishnah distinguish that way to say, you're speaking in the language of Hana by the Nachri? No, not only is there no Yisra Achila by the Nachri, but it's Mutar Be'anah even during the Moet itself, so says the Gemara, similarly, because the way that we were speaking in the safe of our Mishnah on the bottom of Kavches, was that the Yisrael is We should not undervalue the importance of the Mishnahs being a little poetic and easier to remember. It used to be the case. What we're doing right now, learning Gemara out of a book, is Bidyebet. It was Es Lassos Lashem Mepheir rasecha. It should have all been Balpeh. But people were forgetting, Rebbe Unanasi, the big decision back in the day, in the the early 200s of our common era, and he made the decision to do so. But the value of having the Mishnah is to be readable, to be more memorable, to be more easy to digest, was very valuable, even though it left for confusion. If you learned our Mishnah the way that Rebbe HaKabar Yaakov did, you would have made a number of mistakes. You would have thought that there's no Iser Hanna by but maybe there's Nisar Achila. But still, even with that risk, we still said, no, no, no we got to keep it balanced. We got to keep it poetic because we need people to be able to remember it better. Answer number one. Good. Answer number two. A third of the way down, the answer of Ravah. Ravah Omar, really, the author of our Mishnah is not Rabbi Judah. Really, the author of our Mishnah is Rav Shimenhi. The Rib Shimon, K'nasa Kanis. We had a stira in our Mishnah and in the Brisa. Our Mishnah said, said that by a Nachri, there's no Iser Hanah, and by a Yisrael, there is an Iser Hanah. Comes along in the Brisa, and Rib Shimon says, sorry, there's nothing to even talk about. Even for Yisrael, there's no Iser Hanah after Pesach. There's no such thing as an Iser Der of chametz Rav Pesach, Comes along the Brisa, says Rib Shimon, and adds an Iser Derabanan, a Knaas, a punishment, that you didn't do your job. You didn't get rid of your chametz so the Mishnah is Ladina, and the Brysa is a Khumra. It's a Din Dirabanan. The Brysa says, You want to ask me black on white, what's the actual Din? Technically speaking, you violated the Isra of not selling your Chametz on Pesach. Yes, Isser Doraisa. Isser Doraisa. Is there Chametz, Shavar, Lava Pesach, Mide O Raisa? No. Comes along Shimon and says, Mide Rabanan, there is. Mide Rabanan, there is. There has to be because you, made it, you did something wrong. And that's a Knas. That's the language of Knas. Um, whenever we see the language of Knas in the Gemara from the Chachamim, it's an Isr and that's Rava's answer here. Rava says that Rav Shimon is the answer. How, how we solve the contradiction between our Mishnah and the Brisa that follows, and there's an Isr Dirabanan. So it says the Gemara as follows. Now we're gonna just question one question answer about the veracity of these two shetas. Bishlam other Rava, I understand what Rava is saying. <clears throat> Rava was of the opinion that because you did something wrong because of your bal yura concern because you didn't do you didn't sell your chametz I'm punishing you I'm giving you a knas that now there's chametz over pesach so bishlam al Rava haynu diktani shey yistral aster mishum mishne amar if you look back in the mishnah kaf and alav this is a gorgeous question of the gemara it says what's the pustik that says at the end of our mishnah shey yistral aster ba no why shenemar loya el seor loya elacha, bal yurah bal ayimate Says the Gemara. I understand Ravah's answer. Ravah's saying that it's all Rav Shem and We're giving you a knas. We're giving you a knas because you violated Bal Yirah. That's why the Mishnah uses the pasuk of by Rabbi Matzei. But according to the first approach of Rav Acha Yaakov, it's not because of Bal Yirah by Matze, It's its own nistar doreis of achila after Pesach. It's Aser chamis of Pesach is nistar torais according to Yehuda. So why would the pasuk in the Mishnah, if Rav Acha Yaakov is right? If Ravacha Bar Yaakov is right, the Pasuk in our Mishnah should not be about Bay Rabbi Imatzei. It should be about Achila. And it's not. A Gemara, the Gemara is bothered by that. Elo the Yaakov Mishum lo yechel mi Why are you quoting me a Pasuk that's not Shaykh to right now? This is well after Pesach. I'm five days after Pesach. It's not about Bay Rabbi Imatzei. That was a long time ago. That was on Pesach. According to Ravacha Bar Yaakov, answer number one, Baal Yirah is its own Iser, the uh, Iser of Hamish Rebbe Pesach is an Iser Do Reisah that you can't eat it. So why would the Mishnah say Baal Yirah? Wrong Pasuk according to Rebbe HaVar Answers the Gemara with a brilliant response. Misavras HaSeif HaKoy. You thought that the Pasuk in the Mishnah was going on, on the Jew, on the Seif of the Mishnah? It's not. Aresha Koy. Aresha Koy. It's going on the beginning of the Mishnah, and then we'll look back in the Mishnah. You'll see it fits Kafta it fits. Refer. It's a beautiful answer. Here's what the Gemara says What does our Mishnah mean on the bottom of Kabchasimid Here's how it would read according to this new understanding. If there is a non Jew, and his Hamitz, of course, he didn't sell the Hamitz. He's a guy. He has no need to. is, it's Why? Instead of reading the Pasuk at the end of the Mishnah, read it here after the first din by the din of the Nachri. Beautiful. If you look back in our Mishnah, it's absolutely perfect. The Pasuk at the end is not going on the Yid. And that's how Rav Acha Yaakov's answer is still valid. Rabach, Rabbi Yaakov was saying that we know categorically there's an Isra'i the of Chamasaravalavapesah. So, why would the Passoc in our Mishnah be talking about Bai Rabbi that was a few days ago? Pesach's over. Bai Rabbi is behind us. We have an Isra'i Achila now of, of pesa. answers the Gemara because you don't understand the Mishnah. The Passoc's not going on the Yid, the Passoc's going on the nachri. What was the din of the Nachri? You're allowed to eat chametz that follows Pesach if it's owned by a goy. Why? Because the Iser of Bali Rabbi by only applies to a yid and not to a goy. Beautiful. And there's no pasuk on the sefer. There's no pasuk on the sefer. So that's how the Gemara gets out of that question. But however, oh, let's finish up one more piece. And and as well. Um, says the Gemara, that we also would have to understand the comparison between the Nachri and, uh, and the Jew, that there is a distinction between them. And that would then work out perfectly according to this. And then we could understand our Mishnah perfectly within the realms of Ravah Yaakov. However, and for the next Amud, we will tear this apart. The Azda, oh, sorry, one more thing before the however. The Azdu Taimahu, the Sheetahs of Bar Yako Yaakov and the Shittas of Rava they have a, a precedent for their Sheetahs. This is not the first time they said it. We have another scenario where they spoke about these opinions. The itmar is always a statement from the Amorim. So remember now that we've been talking up until now mm-hmm. about b'risa, that's Tanaim. Now we're moving into the realms of Amorim. They had this conversation after the time What happened? itmar. Within the world of Rev Yehuda, how does he view the world of Hav Rava Amar Loka. Rava would say you'd get Malkos, Isar Del Raisaland, Rab Acha, Bar Yakov Amar Ainoloka. Let's see how each Shita makes sense. Rava Amar loke. Why does Rava say that you get Malkos? Because according to Rava, Lo Rav Yalif himself never makes the distinction of Israel to an we don't ever see Rabbi Huda saying, I'm a Rabbi Rebihuda, there's a difference between the chametz of a Nahri and a Jew as it relates to chametz. We don't ever see that anywhere. So says Raf, I'm sorry, I have to fall back on my laurels. Look at the Brisa that does have Rebihuda's name in it. I don't learn like Ravachabar Yaakov and I teach and I fix and I correct and I twist Rav Yehuda into our Mishnah. I don't. And I don't see what you're trying to say. Therefore, even if it's a Nahri, Ravi would say there's Nisr, the so you give Malkos. However, Ravachabar Yaakov, Why does Ravachabar Yaakov say that according to Rav there's no Malkos? Because that was his whole first answer. That the, the challenge that we were having was how does our Mishnah fit with the Bryce of the Mishnah distinguish between Yisrael and a The, the Bryce doesn't. And we said, don't worry. The Bryce is an implied difference between a Goy. And uh, and a yid says the gemara. Therefore, there's no melkos because he assumes that Rabbi Yehuda would agree that a nahri would not have chametz by the Nahri, yali'f <speaking in Hebrew> We do say a distinction between Israel and a nahri based on the comparison of pesukim. So that's how we see that Rav bar Yaakov and Raba have their shitas multiple times in Shas that Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion sorry, that Ravacha is of the opinion that Rabbi Yehuda holds of the distinction that the of our mishnah that a is different than Israel, and Rav Acha bar Yaakov uh, would, uh, would uh, and, R- and Rav would not hold of that. Now Rav bar Yaakov's opinion is going to get rejected. And then we're, all that's going to be left with is Ravah, which was how Rashi and the Mishnah understood things out of the gates. Rashi foreshadowed and told us then, we learned this on Shabbos, that there's going to be a knas and only a knas. So that's the second answer of Ravah. R- the first sheet of Rav bar Yaakov is going to disappear. Says the Gemara, the Hadar be Rav bar Yaakov mehahi. Rav Ada bar Yaakov retracted his shita if he retracts his shita and we only had two answers we're only left with one which was rava and that is the answer of knas how do we know that rava that rava, that rava uh, what's his name rava havar yaakov yeah sorry how do we know that rava havar yaakov retracted his shita so i'm just going to give you the structure of what's going to happen right now we're going to learn a brysa we're going to learn five explanations of the brysa the fourth explanation is what we need just so you know, like the flow, just so we're going to learn three explanations that are not relevant to us. But then we're going to learn one about Ravacha Bar Yaakov, where we see what we need to see for these purposes. Then we'll learn a fifth one, and then we'll move on to the next part of the Gemara. But so we're going to learn a Brysa and five answers, uh, five explanations of the Brysa, which will explain, the fourth one will explain how Ravacha Bar Yaakov retracted. She said, Detanya, 12 lines or so from the bottom of the of Tessimid Al. the Brysa writes, Ha'ochel Chametz, Ha'ochel Chametz, shel Hektish. Moed moel. Oh, this is a mixed bag. You ate chametz on Pesach, and the chametz was hectish. You are not a good person. Just you got to be. This is like in the Beis Hamikdash. You're like eating the lechem ha'panim, <laughs> like which had to be from before, but it's hectish. You, this is bad. You're doing multiple Isurim. So as a frame, whenever we do multiple Isurim at the same time, we have a principle in Shas called Kimle Biduravamine, that when you do two major crimes, you only get the punishment for the greater of the crimes. So if I do something that has an Isur and an I'll only get the Isur and not the Isur right? If I did at the same moment, it's, I'm doing that one crime at the same, it's one moment, and that one moment is multiple streams. So, I'll only have the greater of the two crimes. It says the Gemara as follows. The first opinion in the Brisa says that you violated Mi'ilah. And Mi'ilah is the lesser of the two crimes because Hametz is Karis, Right? So this first shita doesn't seem to hold the Kamlai with the Rabbimine. You get both both punishments. The yesh omrim lo However, some say in the Brisa that you did not violate me'ila. You get the Isra of Hametz, but not the Isra of me'ila. I should say the Onesh. You get the Onesh of Hametz, but not the Onesh of me'ila. Man yesh omrim. Who is the one who holds that there is no me'ila? That was the yesh omrim from the line above. So the Gemara here is gonna is now gonna present answer number one. Answer number one: What is this brisa talking about? About the meila, the person who had chametz, which was hektish, on Pesach. Amar Rav Yochanan, Rav ben Hakonehi. It's Tatana, Rav Nachunya ben Hakoneh. What does he say? Tatanah, Rav Nachunya ben Hakoneh, Hayo Ose es Yom Kippurim uh, He would treat Yom Kippur like he would Shabbos as it relates to paying back a uh, paying back damages on Shabbos. So Rashi here explains what's going on. Just take a look at Rashi halfway down uh, on the page, in her inner margin. Let's say that I intentionally light a bonfire on Shabbos and it goes into your yard and burns down some of your property. So the halacha is I'm not obligated to pay you back. Why? Because the greater punishment is kares. I violated Shabbos ben Mezid. So I'm Chayb kares in that case, God forbid. I, I, I damage your property. The Torah says I'm Pater. I'm a Mazik. I don't have to pay you because I only have the greater of the two punishments. So back in the Gemara, was equating a person's violations on Shabbos like one's violations on Yom Kippur, as it would be on Shabbos, lit Tashlumen in regards to payments, because you'd have a chiyuv kares in the other on Yom Kippur and on Shabbos, and therefore you'd be exempt from Tashlumen because, you would only have the larger of the two punishments, only kares and not tashlumin. no payback. Ma Shabbos, benafsho, patrimi natashlumen. Just like on Shabbos, a person who does this iser, they're going to light a fire intentionally. They'll be Mishchayib benafsho, and they'll be chayib kareis. That's a larger punishment. And then, therefore, because of kumle bidiravamine, the greater of the consequences apply. Therefore, upatrimi natashlumen, afyomakiburim. Same is true by Yom Kippur. Mishchayib benafsho, patrimi tashlumen. So that makes perfect sense because what do we see? Lo ma'al. What happened in this braisa? You're a yas. You walked into the mikdash on Pesach. You took a bite out of bread. That's hectish. Crazy, so so that, that guy is not that guy. Is, he has no, that's not meilah because you're chayv now. Meilah is a lesser consequence. It's a lav. You get malkos. No, you don't. You only get the lesser for eating the uh, for eating the chametz, and that's similar to Reb Nuchun because we see Reb Nuchun bin holds of kamle b'deraba that the greater of the consequences apply. We saw that by Shabbos and by Tashlumit, So too over here, by the case of a person who eats chametz, which is hekdesh. Answer number one. Answer number two. We're talking about someone who's pode kodesh, where he's poded something that is uh, is kachim to give it to a dog. This is the machlokas. According to the one who said that you did me'ila, that's the Tanakama of the B'risa that we saw five, six lines ago. The mechanism of actually being poda kachim for a dog, <clears throat> the actual transaction works, and therefore you're on me'ila. However, according to the other opinion, two lines from the bottom, the one who says you didn't violate me'ila is because, yes, you took the kachim, but your pigeon didn't work. The mechanics were not there. It's like, um, Ke'ilu, we say this all the time in Kedushin, uh, 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 a man can marry a woman be would be Kedushin. But you can, between a man and a non-Jewish woman, there's no mechanics there. There's no, the mechanism of marriage doesn't work. It's just a zero. It doesn't work. It's nothing. It doesn't count. So then the same thing would be true here. It's nothing. You can't violate meila here. You never were Poda in that way. So that's how Rav Yosef explains it. Rav Acha, last line on Chavtasim Nalv, Rav Acha bar Rava, Tanala Laha, turning to the top of Chavtasim Nalv, Tanala Laha, Shmaisa Rav Yosef Baha Lishna. This is actually really to b uh, We learned the first answer of Luchini Ben Akanya, then we learned Rav Yosef. This is another version of Rav Yosef. I've, I wrote it in my Gemara S3, but call it whatever you want. How does he understand? the second line. Alma, everyone agrees. Ain Everyone agrees that the mechanism of transaction of pidjon to actually redeem the does not. work to feed it so it doesn't work the mechanics don't work here what we're talking about is whether or not you have a financial burden even though your transaction didn't work you're you're obligated for the food that you took you took ten dollars of food Yes, your transaction didn't work because halachically the mechanics of the pigeon don't work, but you caused for a loss of finances. So says the Gemara, three lines down, the question is, if you cause for a loss, even though in and of itself it has no financial value, but I caused you a $10 loss, but the pigeon didn't work, the mechanics didn't work. So I did something to you that was seemingly somewhat indirect. I'm causing you a loss. I caused a Kohen a loss. So it says the Gemara, that's Machlokas, Manda Amar Ma'al, the one who says that you violated Me'ila in the Brai, said the Tanakhama, Because Davar Hagorim, Lamamon, Dami. When you gave that kajim to the dog, you took away food from somebody else. Ah, you didn't do the pigeon. I couldn't do the pigeon. It wouldn't have worked anyway. It doesn't make a difference. But Davar Hagorim, Lamamon, you caused for a loss. That's Me'ila. That's mi'ila, you cause for a financial loss on hektish. Uman um, de'amar lo uh, in, in the b'risa, the Ye-Shomer, who says that there's no meila. lav He holds, <clears throat> he holds that when a person uh, causes for a loss of money, because no real money actually changed hands, it's lav kemomodami, and therefore it's not meila. Now, answer number four, this is going to bring us back to where we are. Remember, we're trying to undo the sheets of Ravacha Bar Yaakov. Rav HaKabar Yaakov was answer number one in the Gemara on the top of Dav Khaf Adalem. And he said the way that we solve the contradiction between our Mishnah and the Brysa is by saying that our Mishnah is really Rabbi Yehuda. And when the Brysa says Chametz without distinguishing between a Nachri and a Yisrael, really it meant it, it was implied, it wasn't explicit, it was implicit. Ravacha Bar Yaakov, let's see where we are now. Eight lines on HaFtesam Adalem, let's see what he says here. How does Ravah bar Yaakov understand this price about Miela? About the person who ate chametz which, which was hektish? Ravah bar Yaakov Amar no. Davar Everyone agrees that if you have a domino effect, you did something and it's causing for a financial loss, Everyone agrees it's kamomontami. That's not what this Mishnah is arguing about. That's not what this Abami eagle is arguing about. And here are the key words that gets her v'achavar Yaakov in trouble. He says it's lo ma'al, it's karev Yehuda. So the Rishonim here explained, it's not explicit on the page. The Rishonim here explained that that makes it impossible for his shita to match our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah seems to say, what do you mean there's no Mi'ilah? You did something wrong. We're equating this to the Isra of Chameshavala Pesach, which requires its own research. But that is how this Bryce is understood. The finishing of this uh, of this explanation is, and uh, numanda Amar Ma'al is Kirib shimon. So it says the Gemara, wait a minute. The Havah bar Yaakov Hu Amar Der Yehuda Yalit Mishor Mishor Der Re'iya. bar Yaakov was the one who said that Rav Yehuda holds the a Zachiyuv of Chameshavala Pesach afterwards. It, that, that's a big problem so it, you can't align with this brysa what if yes if rev yehuda would have said that there was meila here rebach abar would have been in good standing this brysa pulled out the rug from under him because when rev yehuda was painted in this brysa as saying lo ma'al we equated that with saying that there's no isra which is not rev so therefore, it undermined the, undermined the sheets of Ravacha Bar Yaakov. Ella, says the Gemara, one-third of the way down, Ella, hadar be Bar Yaakov, mehahi, all done. We undid his sheeta. Now, we're going to see a fifth opinion now of how to read this b'risa, and then we're going to come back to, uh, then we're going to begin another suya so altogether. Well, not altogether, it's connected. Uh, Ravashi, Ravashi, um, uh, again, about a third of the way down. Ravashi, Amar, dikule alma ein podin. Everyone agrees that the, me- the mechanics don't work to be poden kachem to a dog. The Dabar HaGorim Mammon love Kim Dami, different than the previous event. He also says that everyone agrees in this b'raisa that, that Dabar HaGorim Mamon, when you cause a financial loss, it's not actually financial loss. Really, this b'raisa, where some say ma'al and some say lo ma'al, when you ate hummus that was hectish. This is a machlokas ma'an d'amar mo'al ki rabiosi ha'glili. That would be the opinion of rabiosi ha'glili. Um'an amar lo' mo'al ki rabbanon. And that Brysa would work according to this approach as well to say that the opinion that says maal would be uh, is, would be like rabiosi and the one who says lo' mo'al is like the Rabanan. We're just about halfway down on the base. We've been discussing right now uh, what has been an assumption of just pure chametz, a piece of bread, something that's obvious. What happens if you have a ta'arovus of chametz? When I was in Smicha, one of the shilas that they put on our Smicha Bechina when we were learning, um, I don't remember which Sugi it was because it had so many shilas in it. Here was a question If a person smokes a cigarette and there is a Ta'aroves, there's a mixture in the cigarette of Chametz, it's a Ta'aroves, it's just a small percentage, and you smoke the cigarette on Pesach on Yantif, okay, how many isuram have you violated? <laughs> You have to. This was like a six-page. I forgot the answer in detail, but it was like a, a very, very. Because you had to speak about his smoking us, or you had to speak about Yontif Shani, Can Yontif? Can you smoke? Is it Shavu Nefesh? So, very difficult to say. It's mutter to smoke on You had to speak about whether or not Chometz uh, is mutter. If there's any Bittle by Chometz, is do we say normally? We have someone called me today with a question. I just posed. It, I pushed it right back to my rabbi. Said here though? What? In the moment, you what? In the Bible, so then, the fourth sugya that it weaves in was a Seifin Shelchanar. The Seifin Shelchanar was speaking about if a person goes over um, wine, which is Yayin Nesech, and you go like this, did you just violate the Yisrov L'Ozara? Did you violate the Yisr of Yayin Nesech? So that was Shiva B'peh. It was with the poet, that's that was Nachale. It was another layer in the sugya. It wasn't Biur because you were inhaling it. So is the inhaling considered to be Achila? Is you actually Hanaz? Is it Achila? Is it just? Is it, is it like we saw the other day, the case about where it's hana uh, balkorcha, where you walk by a store and you smell something. So that was another feature of the Steven that that's what you just said. It's a great Shiloh, actually. <laughs> Anyways, so today somebody called me and said, it's uh, a family that I did a brisk for their family, their child has very, a very tough stomach problems. So there's a, um, there's a formula called Nutramagen. Neutramogen is a, a very expensive, very customized, very gentle on the stomach on type of formula. However, there's a tiny percentage of it that's made from pig extract, way less than 160. <laughs> it's not achilam. Yeah, but it's not, that's mutter, it's not derech Right, right. And, so, 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 she, so she said, is it mutter for me to give my baby this, uh, this powder? It's way less than 160th. It's not even reported on the, on the canister. It's not, it doesn't have anything at all. It doesn't even say meat on it. There's nothing. It's a derivative of a derivative of a derivative, way, way, way less than 160. So I called Harvey Robinson just to confirm, and for the baby, because it's the whole, it's mutter, it's oh, totally fine. He says she should wash her dishes in, uh, in another sink with a special bottle, just because it's mutter, Ladina. It is technically mutter, because it's batul bashishi But by hummus, do we have bital at all? No. No, so that's what this Gemara, three sheitas that we're going to see today. We'll learn the three sheitas. It's a little nuanced, so we're going to have to focus for the next few minutes before mariv. Um and then uh, we'll pick up tomorrow with uh, with some Piske halacha as to how we actually pass. And halfway down Chab Testament base, let's get started. Amarav, chametz If you have chametz on Pesach. Bain If it's pure, if it's a mixture, discussion about what all these terms mean. We know what mino means. It normally, it's its own type. And bain bemino, it's mixed with other things. That's normally what it means. Aser doesn't make a difference. What if it's not Pesach anymore? So bemino If it's pu- if if it is, is bemino, if it's all chametz, it's a problem. And if it's a mixture, we allow for the bittel to take place. This is where the language comes in. No bittel on Pesach. Yes bittel after Pesach. Good. <laughs> huh? Right, right. This is picking up on the previous Gemara, right. On Pesach, we would say that there's no bettel at all. So it says the Gemara, wait a minute, but my askinan, Ilema, if you want to say that it's been no St. Tom, that even though it's true that there's Bitl, but I still taste it, I still taste the chametz. So it says the Gemara, who cares what the context is? If I can still taste the chametz. Then I still taste the chametz. This the Rishonim point out is a phrase called tam Kiikr. We'll get into this more in this Masechta and others in Chulin. I believe it's in Chulin where tam Kiikr, Because I can taste it, I don't care about how small of a percentage it is. It's therefore a, a zach. It's a thing. It's therefore still chametz. So that's a, a shayla. Hayyiv Taima says the Gemara. It's giving flavor. Ella says the Gemara. We're only speaking about the mashu in a very small amount. Says the Gemara halfway down chametz bizmano. When we're talking about on Pesach, even a small amount, no bittle. Rav This supports Rav's uh, Rav has a precedent for this opinion that it's gonna be ta'am Because you can still taste it, it's still problematic. Okay, so then uh, Rav Rav makes sense. And Rav Rav has a Xera. By chametz on Pesach, even though it's shelobamino, even though in, let's say that it has to be that there's no flavor, atumino. Um, that would be his Gzera derabbana. And the Shalob how would he hold? Bimino. When it's is after Pesach, Bimino, if it's all Chametz, Aser Karibi Huda, who holds that there's Nisr, Do, Rice right? of Chametz, as we've been learning. The Shalob, Mutter, he would say that there's no problem. The Shalob Atumino, that we're not so concerned. kulei Hailo We're not concerned about Exaira when it's not Pesach, it's a mixture. Um, we're not concerned about that, that maybe it would be a pure Chametz. That we're not concerned about. So Kule Hailo Gazrinon. That's uh, Sheet number one of Rab. Sheeta number two, two thirds of the way down. Veshmuol Amar Chametz Bismano Bemino Asher Shelo Bemino Muter. He says that on Pesach we would say that if it's pure, no mixture, it would be Asher, and if it is, um, if it is a mixture, Shelo Bemino, then we would say that it's Muter. There is Bittel Shelo Bismano. What about after Pesach? Ben Bemino ben Shelo Bemino Muter. No matter what. He's, he's more lenient than Rav. Rav said that it, that it depends. But here he's saying whether or not it's a mixture, we would still say that it's mutter. What about, uh, let's explain his shita. Chametz bismano, chametz Pesach, B'minu Aser, why does he say the Bamino Aser on Pesach? Shmuel l'taymeh, he has a precedent for his own shita. The Shmuel tarvayu, the same line, Bemino, when it's all pure, it's all the pure isser, isser and bemash, asser and bemashu, so it's still going to be asser. Shelo bimino, Bino bemino same time. When it when it's a small, when it's a mixture, then it, only if you can taste it. Shelo atuminan logazar. But he doesn't have that gzeru derabbanan that rav, that he was a little bit more lenient. And shelo bismano, how do we understand shmuul sheets of shelo bezmano? Bein beminan, bein shelo beminan mutar and kerab shemen. He's lenient when it comes to uh shalobismano because Rav Shimon holds that there's only a knas after uh, that there's only a knas afterwards. So if you can generate some form of bittel, it would be mutter. Last sheeta for the night, it'll take us to the last word on the page. For Av Yochanan Amar, chametz Bismano, Bain Bemino, Uvein Shelobiz Bemino, asher Beno Saint Tom. It's only about no Saint Tom. Shallobism, what about after Pesach? Vain mutter, we're black and white, just what on paysach's problem, no same time. After paysach, it's it's uh, any bittle will work. Khamitzbismano, let's explain his Chametz Khamitzbismano, if you have chametz on pesach ben bemino ben shelov benmino ben osem tam where does he get that from rev yohanan the time his own shita rev yohanan rechloki stamitar vaihu koli sur shabatora ben bemino and ben shelov benmino ben osem tam it's all about the time it's all about the flavor and shelov bizmano what about after pesach ben bemino ben shelov benmino mutarm shimen because he too like like the previous shita of shmuel holds that we hold like rev shimen that really it's only a knas that we're not allowed to eat chametz after Pesach, and therefore, wherever possible, we allow for bittal. We'll pick up from the first word on the top of Lamid, Amud, Aleph, tomorrow night, wishing you all a beautiful night. Amen.